0: Thank you so much. Um, all right. My name is Lonnie. I am a compulsive overeater. And and I'll spell my name because inevitably somebody gets the four letters wrong. It's L-O-N-I. Four letters. Thank you. That's enough. And I'd like to begin by a, a small reading from the For Today, our little white book. It is today's For Today. And it's uh, it says, Beware lest you lose The Substance by Grasping at the Shadow from Aesop. Weight loss is not what the OA program is about. A normal-sized body is a fringe benefit received in the course of reconstructing that which cannot be seen. Interchange is the substance of the 12-step program. It is sad to contemplate that there are OA meetings where food plans and food sponsors take precedence over the 12 steps. Newcomers are given shadow in place of substance. When I take a sponsor, both of us understand that we may or may not discuss food and food plans. The whole idea of having a sponsor is predicated on my need for guidance in working a spiritual program by someone who has attained a measure of experience in doing so. For today, I have done enough research on diet and weight loss programs to know that the program we have in Overeaters Anonymous is not one of them. And again, that is from today's for today. So I qualified. I said I am Lonnie. I am a compulsive overeater. Um, I have been uh, I'm wow well, been an abstaining member of Overeaters Anonymous for thirty seven and a half years. Actually a little bit more now than thirty seven and a half years. I am a hundred pounder. I am maintaining over a hundred pound weight loss. It has been a little better at various times, but right now it's still over 100-pound weight loss for a very, very long time. And I am a very grateful member of this program. I feel the gratitude very strong at this time of the year, our holiday season. I love our holiday season. I just last week was spent six days with my family up in, northern, up in the Bay Area of California. I live in Southern California. But I was up in the Bay Area, and my family celebrates. We've, we've created a different holiday, and we call it Thanksmas. And Thanksmas falls in between Thanksgiving and Christmas because we are scattered, and we found that traveling to be together on the holidays is really difficult, and we need not make it any difficult than it's going to be. So we had, a, we had a big party and big dinner and big blowout and a lot of people, and I brought my own food not the first time i brought my own food to my daughter's home for the celebrations. I've been doing it now for a, a few short years when I changed my food plan. But I brought my own food because I no longer can comfortably eat the holiday things that I used to. Now, I started out by saying that um, I'm, I, I feel very strong about my program always, but especially at this time of the year. Because it was at this holiday time of the year in 1985 that I was at my lowest point. I was 340 pounds. I was not in good standing on my job. I did not understand what was happening other than I recognized that I there was something wrong. I finally recognized there was something wrong. Wake up, I'm 340 pounds. Of course there's something wrong. I'm not 8 feet tall and... But I couldn't stop. I couldn't stop eating. And I was very unhappy and very afraid. So what I did, what I did for every holiday season, because during the holiday season, uh, I can hide. I could hide behind my eating behavior. I could hide behind all of the extras that came into the house and, and everything. Um, because everybody did it, well, of course they did, but you know something? My compulsive overeating was is not driven because by there's a little extra or or gee, that was really good, and I think I like another you know whatever that's not what drives or or drove I'm gonna say drives, my compulsive overeating mine is driven by a compulsion it is. It is something I cannot control. And, oh, by the way, I am a hardcore sugar addict. I'm still a hardcore sugar addict. Today, I have, today, December the 18th, I have total immunity from the sugar. The reason I get total immunity today is because I don't eat it. I don't try to eat it. No, it's not the holiday. Yes, somebody did gift me with three boxes of of Unopened, unwrapped, three boxes of chocolates. Gee, I really needed three boxes of chocolates, people. And I passed them on to others who can enjoy them. I don't think about them; they're not mine. It's not my food. But anyway, here I am at at that time, at the holiday time. It's 1985. And the other thing I said, I was afraid. And if I didn't, I was afraid. I was I was very fear-driven, and for the first time in my life, I recognized that the fear was something I. I had not, I didn't know how to deal with. I was afraid that I was going to die. I was 43, that I was going to die of a heart attack and somebody would gain authority over my children. And that was running in the background of everything else that I was doing because at my house, we decorated, we baked, we had, we partied. We had a great time. And then came January. And January, a friend reached out out to me, a binge buddy reached out to me and suggested I might want to go to a meeting that she had gone to the previous week. And it was Overeaters Anonymous. And I at one time actually mailed an envelope to Dear Abby or Ann Landers. They were, you know, one of them. And because there was an article about Overeaters Anonymous. And it came to my a 12-stepper, came to my office with a list of the meetings. And I called and, and people and I heard a voice guiding me to go to churches. And I backed out of that one real quick. Now, the truth was, I backed out of it because I still had eating to do. So it took me quite a few years. Once again, that name again, Overeaters Anonymous. I knew nothing about a 12-step program, nothing about Overeaters Anonymous. I knew Alcoholics Anonymous existed. That was about it. That's all I knew. But I went. And here is my first meeting at Overeaters Anonymous. I'm 340 pounds of loveliness. You know, Uh, let's see. What is it like to say? I am adapt at two languages. I'm bilingual, I speak English, and profane. And I'm pretty much adapt at both, and I spoke much more profanity then than I do now. But I go to this meeting, there's about 10 people, I'm the biggest person in the room, and uh, I, I don't know what to expect, but a friend took me, and we were reading the AA's 12 and 12, because OA did not have books of literature like that at that time. And I bought the book that night. I did not want to be at an OA meeting or with any other people. And 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 people were reading this book. And I thought, so there's a secret in this book that will tell me how to give up 150 pounds. And I'm done with you. I'm, I'm really done. But I learned one thing that night, one blessed thing that night. Everybody in the room qualified with with their disease. They were compulsive overeaters. And that slammed into me. There is a name for what I do, and I'm not alone. These other people do it too, and they talked about it openly, and I was, wow, I was impressed. You know, I never heard anybody talk about their eating behavior the way I heard these people talk about the behavior, and that was all I could think about understand was the eating behavior. Spirituality was was to come at a much later date. So uh, I bought the book, still have that book, took it home, and I was done. I'd done my job. I will read this book for the plot. I will figure out where the secret is in this book because I'm a good reader, and, and I'm done. And I wasn't going to come back. And the next week when my friend called to ask me if I was going to the meeting again, you know, part of my character defects at that time was that I was a a sneak, a cheat, a liar, and a thief. And I was really good. And I was especially a good liar. If I had to tell a lie, I could really make it convincing. And I tried to think of a good lie to tell her over the phone why I could not go to that meeting for the second week. And I couldn't think of one. I I just wouldn't formulate. So I very reluctantly told her, yes, I would go back to the meeting. And I did. I went back. And this time, I'm feeling much better about it. I recognized the people. I knew what the room looked like. I had the book. And, and and I knew what the format was. And it was a busy meeting, really busy. And so um, I stayed for that meeting. And I met someone there. She was the secretary and she booked speakers. And she was all over the place. And she was just beautiful, a beautiful young woman. And when when I was leaving the meeting, she approached me. I think I might have been the last one out the door because she stopped me at the door. And she said, Lonnie, she said, I just wanted to tell you that whatever it is that you're eating, don't worry about it. Just don't worry about it. Just come back to the meeting next week. And and that really caught me. Never in all of my time had anyone ever said, don't worry about what you're eating. Everybody wanted me to worry about what I was eating, obviously. And And I thought, you know, she's so beautiful. Why would she even speak something like that to me? But I sat in the parking lot and I thought about it. And I believe that was my turning point. That was, that was that point. That was the razor's edge point for me. I either return or I don't return. I fear today to think of where I would be had I not returned. And so I came back the next week. Somehow, I think what she said to me was exactly what she needed to say. She, by the way, became my first sponsor and later my very dearest friend in life. And she passed away in 2017. And I still miss her today. Um, later, I got a different sponsor, whom I still have. But she was she was the first one. And she was insistent that within a certain amount of time, the inventory had to be done. And she nagged me about it all the time. And I did it. And I did some other things. And I was very, all I could see at the time was my food. And then I had it, an epiphany. It is now February the 28th, or February 27th. And I'm at a 100-pounder meeting, a massively huge 100-pounder under under pounder meeting in Los Angeles. And I, I'm, I'm in that meeting, and I've got tears in my eyes because I'm listening to people share their truth and, and and how they no longer do the hope I heard, how they no longer do what they've done that got them there. And the next morning was February the 28th. It was a Friday, and I was struck abstinent that morning. In that morning's time, I did not stop to collect everything that I used to stop and collect. I made it all the way to work, and I worked a little distance from where I lived. I was handed a bag uh, with um, four boxes of Girl Scout cookies that I would paid for and had planned to abuse. And I walked away from a tall tray of donuts, and all of those four things happened before 8 o'clock in the morning. It is Friday it is before eight o'clock, and people I have to tell you, I sat back and said, "I think I got this thing think what what did I know all right a dunderhead, but I think I got this thing, and I managed to abstain the entire friday and this is what the abstinence looked like. I had a breakfast, it began, and it ended. I had a lunch and it began, and it ended, and I had a dinner that began and ended and the miracle of the day was that after dinner when dinner ended there was no more food to happen until the next morning's breakfast that was an impossibility for me i was a hardcore grazer i didn't get to to weigh 340 pounds because i had learned how to eat two acorns and a grape i got the 340 pounds because I powered down on nonstop eating at work and sweets and food and and just massive amounts of everything. But that day, that Friday, and I start nothing on a Monday, by the way. On Friday, on the heels of that powerful Thursday night meeting, which, by the way, is still my home meeting, um, I managed to eat three large meals. These were not teeny meals people. I'm not a gray sheet person. But I managed to eat that I, it wasn't, and it wasn't a miracle that I ate three times that day. The miracle was that I stopped three times that day. That I could have a meal and it and, and it stopped, a lunch and it stopped, a dinner and it stopped. Big meals. And I could do it all over again the next day. And it was such a powerful thing to me at that time. Nothing like what I eat today. But at that time, coming from where I came from, and my, my sponsor says to me, you know what? We have to start somewhere. You start where you are. And I started where I was. And and it was, there was so much hope in what I heard at the meetings. I was mesmerized by the meetings, by the way. I went to lots of meetings. I learned how to do things I never wanted to do, aside from the food.
1: Five-minute
0: general reminder. Thank you so much. I learned how to uh, finally, finally make a connection with the power greater than me because by myself, I cannot do any of this stuff. None none of it. I, I cannot stop the compulsion. If I give in to the compulsion and the insatiable crave, I am lost. I would like to say, wow, Lonnie, you can do this. Well, Lonnie can do some things. You know, I can be very careful with what I bring home. And What I put in the grocery cart, but there are some things that I have no control over. So I had to learn how to view um, prayer differently. Wait a minute, I'm supposed to only pray for knowledge of his will and the power to carry that out? No, no, no. I need $710 to pay the kids tuition at, at school, you know? No, that's what I need. No, I had to back that up, and I had to learn how to do some things differently. Which kind of leads me to um, this morning. It's difficult, by the way, to try and wrap up a whole bunch of time in a, in a small time frame like we get. So I, I'm, I feel like I'm skipping all over the place. But I'd like to talk about this morning, and maybe some of you have heard me say this be- before, because it started like all my other mornings uh, for years. Upon awakening for me, I give thanks for the receipt of a gift. Every single morning, I'm given a gift. I'm very clear about the gift because that way I don't struggle to try and get it during the day like I hear other people get it. No, it's been given. All I have to do is accept it and don't trash it. And this is what the gift looks like. I give thanks for freedom from the bondage from compulsive overeating, freedom from the bondage of sugar poison, and freedom from the bondage of bad food behavior. I use the word sugar poison because sugar is a wonderful thing. But I need to be reminded that for me, it's poisonous. So I've I've accepted and received a gift that only my higher power could give me. Now, okay, this is pretty good. And then I step into some prayer. First, I give an invitation. I like to invite. And I invite my higher power into the whole thing here. Here it is. I'm sitting here. I'm 80 years old now. I got parts that hurt. And I'm taking care of them right now, um, but I invite to please guide and direct the whole thing here: my thoughts, my words, my actions, my reactions, my service and exercise, my prayer and meditation. I also invite you into my plate, my bowl and my cup. I invite you into my food quality and quantity. And oh by the way, can you you know take a look at the arthritis on the hip and the knee and the ankle? I got belly fat. Can you take care of that? This is your job, not my job. My job is to follow my food plan, do the you know very best I can do with these things, and that segues me into the third step prayer. You can hear the easy segue how that will go. And that's how my day begins. It's a dialogue out loud. I am reminded that I am here to serve. When, I, when, when the food thoughts start to happen, one of the best things I can do is serve. How can I serve? Well, uh, I'm on this call right now. I've accepted my sponsees' calls this morning. Um, I I had to go get an x-ray taken today because tomorrow I have a consult. I might be facing some hip replacement surgery pretty soon. We will see. Whatever, all I had to do was what was in front of me. So as a result, I don't get the head crazies. And if I have food thoughts, I just have some food thoughts. I don't have to have food actions. And I don't always get that many food thoughts these days. It's a funny thing. Sometimes I've had food thoughts and I found out I forgot to eat the lunch. Don't ask me how a 100-pounder forgets to eat a darn thing. But then I realized, well, I I was supposed to have thoughts. I didn't have the lunch. And I laugh at myself. I live alone. I laugh at myself and I go on with the rest of my day. Um, I am very, very connected to Overeaters Anonymous. Overeaters Anonymous has give, gave me the hope and the life and and at the lessons that i never had before and as a result as a result i get to live a much quieter productive loving and compassionate life that i i just couldn't think about when i was head down in sugar and thinking i was having a really good time so I believe that my time is probably up. Let me put my eyeglasses back on. oh I dropped my book. I think my time is, is up, and I'm going to thank you for letting me share.